This is a rescue story. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. I am your host, Kim Langling. Now, I have a dog. His name is Dexter, and I rescued him just about two years ago. And prior to having Dexter in my life, I had another rescue, and his name was Digger. And he was in my life for 14 years, and how incredibly incredibly blessed I was by this old boy. 14 years is a long time. He was a lab shepherd mix, 105 pounds. He was a big boy uh, and full of personality. At times, his personality was almost human. He was so in tune with me, so in tune with my moods, whether I was happy or sad, He was always there. That old boy's fur caught so many tears over the years. And his patience and his unconditional love. Uncomparable. And we rescued him when he was 13 weeks old from a local shelter here. He was just this little whippet of a guy with big goofy ears and a long tail with a big poof of fur at the very end of it. He was just the goofiest little guy. And we knew right away, this is the one that's coming home with us. So 14 years later, after years of unconditional love from this old boy, just amazing, amazing how your pets can just fill your heart. So 14 years later, I had to say goodbye, and my daughter was with me, and the vet came to the house to help him on his way. What an incredibly sad day. My heart was broken, completely broken. And I struggled with grief for several months after that, before I was able to smile and laugh with my memories instead of break down and cry. I told myself, I am not getting another dog. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't, I can't go through this heartbreak again. And I stayed that way for six months. And then one day, all of a sudden, the urge in my head, it was as, it was as if... God was whispering to me off and on all day. And the words that kept popping in my head were, there is a dog out there that needs you. There is a dog out there that needs you. And I kept saying, no, there is not. I cannot do it. I can't do it. Then that whisper comes again. There is a dog out there that needs you. So while I was at work on one of my breaks, I got on the computer and got onto the shelter's website. And there was only one dog that they had a picture of. His body was fawn colored. His feet are white, a white patch on his chest. His head was black. He had one brown eye and one blue eye. Very unique looking dog. Incredibly unique looking dog. Very skinny. You could tell he wasn't well. 
And I looked at that picture and said, I don't think I can take something like this on. And there's only one. Maybe I should wait until they get more in. So the next day, I got back on the computer. Still, just one picture of the same dog. The same very unique looking dog. So on my lunch break, I called the shelter and asked if that dog was available for adoption. And they said, yes, he is. And I said, could I come and visit him? I'm not saying I'm going to adopt him. I just want to come and meet him. So we set up a time on my way home from work that night. I stopped at the shelter, went into the room that they put you in to meet the dogs or whatever pet that it is that you may be there to visit. And one of the workers brought this skinny, very skittish dog in. I had squatted down on the floor and leaned up against the wall. And I had told myself, make no moves, make no noise. If this is going to happen, and if this is meant to be, this little boy here has to choose me. He has to choose me. So I sat very patiently. The poor thing, he was so skittish and kept going into a corner and putting his head in the corner or walking back over to the door, waiting to be let out. The shelter worker took him off his line and she said, I think we'll be fine here. I'll leave you two to get to know each other. So she left this small room and this dog sat and leaned up against the wall and wouldn't even look at me, kept turning his head towards the door. I said nothing. I did nothing. I didn't move. He finally got up and started to slowly creep his way towards me. And he sniffed the air a little bit in front of me, then he would back up. He'd walk to my other side, sniff the air around me a little bit, and back up. And he did it several times, back and forth. I didn't move a muscle. I didn't say anything. He went back over to the door, leaned up against the door, and turned his head away again. Then slowly would turn his head and look at me with that one blue eye. I just sat there very calmly and quietly. He finally started to creep back over to me again. Sniffed the air a little bit, went back and forth again, and then walked to my side and sat down. I didn't move. I so wanted to say, oh, look at you, sweet boy. And I wanted to pet him and I wanted to hug on him. But I didn't move. I kept telling myself, he has to choose me. He has to choose me. So we sat there for a minute or two. And then very gently, he leaned his entire, entire body up against me. And laid his chin on my shoulder and looked up at me with this one ice blue eye. And I slowly turned my head towards him and looked him in that one eye and whispered, okay then, I guess you're coming home with me. So I wasn't able to take him home that night. He had to get some shots and I had to get things prepared for this new addition to my house. 
So the next night after work, I had all of my stuff ready in the car and everything at home ready. And I went to pick him up. And they brought him out on a line and he was all skittish still. But then when he saw me, he became very excited. And the workers there were saying, oh my goodness, look at him. He absolutely loves you. I think this is love at first sight. You guys were meant to be. (laughs) And they said, you have to have a name for him. You have to put a name for him on the form before you leave. So I'm filling out all the paperwork I'm like, I don't know what to call this dog. I just don't know what to call him. I had come up with two names, Dugan or Dexter. And I kept looking down at him. And he was at this time sitting very patiently, just looking up at me. And I said to him, I think you're going to be Dexter. And that was that. We put him on the line and we start walking to my car. And I opened up the back door and the, the shelter worker had him. She was holding him on the line and she let him loose and he literally ran and leaped into the back seat of my car, sat down and just waited like, okay, let's go. You're my human now. Let's go. We got home that night and of course he had to sniff everything out and he became very skittish again and seemingly upset And I know that was a big, you know, big switch for him. So I said, you know, I've got to have patience with this young boy. They said they thought he was probably around three years old. And I have to have a lot of patience because this is so new to him. And I have no idea what any of his background was. They said he was a stray. So that night I sat on the kitchen floor as he laid in a corner And I scooted up to him and sat on the floor beside him and was just petting him and talking to him very softly. And he took his one paw and was pulling my wrist down towards him. And I said, well, what is it that you want, sweet boy? So I put my hand on the floor with palm up and he put his his paw in my hand. Did a big sigh. He just gave such a big sigh. And we stayed that way for several minutes. I started crying. I started crying. Because every night for years with my digger, there was a specific time at night that was our cuddle time. And I would get on the floor. And digger would automatically pull my wrist down for me to put my hand down, palm up, and him to put his paw in my hand every night. And for this young boy to do that on his first night here in my home was just amazing. was just amazing. The next several weeks were quiet. He never made a noise, no barks, no yips, no whines, no nothing, not a single noise. He would not sit near me. He wouldn't get up on the couch with me. And yes, I let my dogs on the furniture in my house. <laughs> if, if a dog comes into my home, they are family. So 
he would not get on the couch. There was an old recliner that was my other dog's. That was Digger's recliner. And he hopped himself in that each night. Until one night, I'm on the couch. And he comes walking over very tentatively. And I said, it's okay, bud. You can get up on the couch with me. So he got up and he curled up on the other end of the couch, as far away from me as he could get. But as the minutes went by, he scooted himself inch by inch. Took him probably 10 minutes to scoot himself. As if he was sneaking or asking, is it okay? And he finally reached my side and put his head on my lap and gave a big sigh. And I thought, okay, this is going to work. This is going to work. And since that day, he has just been my constant companion. Almost two years later, he is becoming very in tune with me. He's becoming the big boy. That's what I call him, my big boy. He's protective. I call him the keeper of the watch. He watches the yard and the house. He's the second version of the keeper of the watch. He had some big shoes to fill, but he's doing a very fine job. He's my rescue story. But in all reality, in all reality, I may have gotten him out of a shelter. But when you really look at it, who rescued who? He's filled my heart with so much joy and so much love. It's amazing. My heart hurt so bad for so long after saying goodbye to my digger. And for Dexter to come into my life, these two years later, he has filled, he has filled part of that hole. He has definitely filled it. So who actually rescued who? <laughs> I think he rescued me. God has put so many amazing creatures on this planet. And for someone and all of that, there's so many wonderful people out there that foster animals and adopt animals. I am so blessed that I listened to that nudge that whispered to me for an entire day. There's a dog out there that needs you. There is a dog out there that needs you. So, I've got my Dexter. He'll have been with me two years come this January. He is my rescue story. I'm sure you all have rescue stories as well. And if you do, reach out to me because I would love to hear them. I would love to hear your rescue story. You can reach out to me through my website, at KimLenglingAuthor.com. That's K-I-M-L-E-N-G-L-I-N-G Author.com. Reach out to me. Let me know if you'd like to share your rescue story. Everyone be well, stay well, and be blessed. <laughs>